0: God is certainly a God of all the world. One of the most quoted verses in all the Bible is that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That word world is not the geographic landscape, but it speaks of the cosmos. It, it speaks of the vi- various languages and peoples that makes up the world. It reminds us that God loves people. And, uh, and if we're going to... Uh, Model and follow in his example. How I many you know we got to love people? And so I want to I go before the Lord in a word of prayer. And I want to just ask the Lord just to bless our time together. Father, we thank you so much for this All Nations Sunday. I thank you, Lord, for all those who planned and prepared, all those who cooked, all those who prepared meals, all those who decorated. God, all those, Lord, who had any part, God, we are reminded that, God, you're the God of all the nations of the earth, that, Lord, when we get to heaven, Lord, is going to be somewhat like uh, an array of diversity of people from every tribe, language, and tongue on the earth. God, I thank you, Lord, for every aspect of the world we live in. I thank you, Lord, for our Asian, our African, our Indian, our Latin American, all the peoples of the islands and all the in-between, God. God, we thank you that, Lord, that you created diversity. God, I thank you, Lord, for uh, that, Lord, truly we're living in a world that's becoming increasingly diverse and multicultural. And, God, I believe it creates the greatest example and opportunity for the church. Lord, in this time where we are seeing... uh, uh, such diversity and globalization, yet, Lord, we see such hatred, such division, such animosity, Lord, such separation. But, God, I thank you for the church. I thank you that we are the light of the world. I thank you that we are the answer to, Lord, the, the, this, the, and we are the cure to, Lord, the, the division in our world. And so, God, I pray that for the next few minutes as we open up your word that you'll speak to all our hearts. And that God, that you will just, once again, that we don't want to just be entertained, but God, we want to be changed. So, Holy Spirit, have your way today. Holy Spirit, minister today. Holy Spirit, do what only you can do. Touch lives today. We ask this in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, Come on, let's thank God one more time. <laughs> Amen. Amen. It, it is so so beautiful to look out and see all the different people. Thank God for our guests being here. All of you came to join us on this uh, All Nations Multicultural Sunday. Amen. How, how many, you know one of the biggest uh, challenges facing our country, and not just our country, but facing the nations of the world, is uh, the growing racial and cultural divide. Just two weeks ago, we saw how... Uh, In New Zealand, someone went in and shot and killed uh, several people, I mean, dozens and dozens of people in a mosque. Uh, Just show the the growing hatred that we see in our world. We're currently living at a time that it is said that by the year 2050 in America that uh, we will no longer be a nation Uh, There won't be any dominant race, one race, but that we will become an increasingly growing multicultural melting pot. And for some, they find that troubling, but I believe that poses the great opportunity for the church. Right now, as I speak, there's over a thousand hate groups right now in America. Because uh, in some places, if I wore what I have on today, I might be shot. But um, I believe that in spite, listen, the reality is cultural diversity has come to a community in a neighborhood all around you. Today, we are no longer a monocultural uh, community, nation, or state. Today, we are a nation made up of all different nations come increasingly divided. And so I want to ask you the question, if God is a multicultural God, why are we so segregated and divided? I'm going to ask that again. I said, if God is a God of all the nations, if God is a multicultural God, then why are we so divided and and often segregated in the church? That was the question that Martin Luther King asked and said, listen, uh, one of the things that challenged him is that the most segregated hour It's 11 o'clock on Sunday when it should be the time where we should see the greatest diversity because we serve a God who believes in diversity. And so this morning, I want to just, for the next few minutes, I want to speak to you on the subject how to be the cure for the cultural and racial divide in our world because I really believe that the church, say the church, is God's answer to the division and the hate and the cultural uh, divide in our world. Uh, and so I'm reading, if you have your Bibles, turn with me to Ephesians chapter two, Ephesians chapter two, most people know the first few verses of Ephesians, but they stop. You know, we all know that the Bible says, for by grace, we are saved through faith. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. That's. Ephesians 2 8 it goes on to say for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works which God prepared in in advance now we all enjoy the fact that we have been uh, saved by the grace of God It's not anything that we have done but what we don't read is the next few verses that tells us that clearly that God not only saved us to reconcile us to God but he saved us to reconcile us towards one another. In other words, the Bible says in Ephesians 2.14, I have it on your hand there, for Christ himself has brought us, to brought us peace. He united Jews and Gentiles into one people when in his own body on the cross, he broke down the wall of hostility that separate us. In other words, listen, if you and I are going to be the cure in a culturally and a divided world, I want you to know we got to believe the gospel. Can I have an amen? We got to believe that Jesus came and he broke down the walls. I believe that literally in Christ there's no longer Jew nor Gentile. Come on. I, I believe that in Christ we can literally be one. How many of you believe that? You know, the world was divided in Jesus' day largely among the, the fact that there was a Gentile world in the Jewish world. And yet... Jesus said he came to tear down the walls of separation. I think one of the things that made Jesus angry was racism and, and separation. You remember when he came to the temple, that one time we see that Jesus was upset was when he made a whip and he began to cleanse the temple. A lot of people don't understand. What happened is they had uh, in the court of the Gentiles, there was a section of the temple where the Gentiles was invited to wor- worship. It was called the court of the Gentile. And it was in that very place where the money changers and the people who sold doves set up their tables. And uh, the very place, because, you see, this is why we know what Jesus intended. Because he not only cleansed the temple, but then he quoted Isaiah and he said, My house shall be called a house of prayer for all nations. Say all nations. In other words, God... Fully intended his church to be a multicultural. How many you know? Because God is a multicultural God, He intended His church to be a multicultural church. Somebody say Amen. Do you know that on the day of Pentecost, God waited till there was nations represented there? The Bible says in Acts chapter two, verse five. The Bible says there were Jews gathered from all the nations of the world. Isn't it amazing? God chose to pour out His Spirit when He waited till all nations was there because God wanted to show that His gospel is not. for one people but it's for all the nations of the world somebody say amen aren't you glad that he came to die for all peoples and all nations and so therefore i just made a note here racial prejudice is a contradiction to the gospel cultural prejudice is a contradiction to the gospel the world gets us, let me just tell you, when we're willing to come together to worship together regardless of our, uh, of our tribe, regardless of our nation, regardless of our race, the world get a chance to see what heaven's going to be like. Because how you many know in heaven is, there, there, there's not going to be any segregation? Can I have an amen? Paul said in Galatians 3, 26, it says, you are all sons of God through faith in Jesus Christ. For all of you were baptized into Christ and have clothed yourself with Christ. And there's neither Jew nor Greek, slave nor free, male nor female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. Jesus has eliminated the walls and the barriers that have separated and he now brings us back all together in one through the blood of Jesus Christ aren't you glad that there's one blood that redeems us it is the blood of Jesus and now because of Christ we're all equal listen to me. for, for women that ought to be a, a, a time to shout because you know in in the bible days women all of women saying and in Christ there's no longer a second. you you are equal can I say can come on somebody say amen That's why the church should be the place of empowerment. That's why the church should be the place of lifting up because Christ has torn down the walls of hostility and the walls of division. James then asked a question. He said, my dear brothers and sisters, can you claim to have faith in our glorious Lord and Jesus Christ if you favor some people over others? James is saying, you know what, what's the real test of our faith is that, listen, we are people that we don't allow prejudice of any kind. I believe that when we allow any kinds of division, any kinds of prejudice, we nullify the gospel message. Can I have an amen? And so I, w- I believe that, listen, if we're going to be the cure, we got to believe the gospel. We got to believe that Jesus has destroyed the wall. We got to believe that God didn't just come to save the Jew, but the Gentile as well. We got to believe that God loves the Arab. He loves the Chinaman. He loves the African. He loves the Japanese. He loves the Hispanic. How many you know God loves all the people? Can I have an amen? It can't be just something we talk about. How I many know it's something we got to model? Can I have an amen? Secondly, if we're gonna be the cure to a racially divided world, we gotta intentionally, say intentionally, we gotta intentionally embrace people of different cultures. In other words, multicultural or racial unity or cultural unity does not happen by accident. You gotta be intentional. The word intentional means to be deliberate, to calculate, to do on purpose. I, I like that because Jesus was deliberate. He was intentional. He deliberately tore down the walls. He was intentional about building relationships with people who society deemed that were unclean, who society say that you weren't supposed to associate with. Jesus deliberately reached out to a Samaritan woman. He deliberately reached out to a centurion. He deliberately reached out to a Canaanite woman. He deliberately reached out to a leper. I want you to know, he was demonstrating to us that, listen, that the gospel, if we're going to model the gospel, we got to intentionally reach out to people who are different from us. Can I have an amen? I want to read the example in John. Turn with me to John chapter 4. John, the fourth chapter. I want to read here in John chapter 4. It says, now he had to go through Samaria. I put just that verse. You know, just so you can understand, uh, between Judea and Gal- Galilee, that was the city of Samaria. But most strict Jews... Because they felt the Samaritans were unclean, they drove around the city. They they, they chose to travel around. But Jesus said, I must needs go through Samaria. In other words, he he had a divine appointment. I'm going to read a few verses. Listen. So he came to the town of Samaria called Sychar near the plot of ground. Jacob had given to his son Joseph and Jacob's well was there and Jesus Tired as he was from the journey, sat down by the well. It was about the sixth hour, and when the Samaritan woman came to draw water, Jesus said to her, will you give me a drink? His disciples had gone into the town to buy food, but the Samaritan woman said to him, you are a Jew, and I am a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink? But Jews do not associate with Samaritans. How many of you know we could say that today? You know, blacks don't associate with whites. Hispanics don't associate with so-and-so. Arabs don't, or Arab people and Arabic people don't associate. And you know, we allow these barriers in our lives. But isn't it amazing that Jesus specifically and intentionally reached out to somebody that that the world said you're not supposed to associate with? Jesus answered her, if you knew the gift of God and who it is that asks you for a drink, you would have asked him and that he would have given you living water. I I want you to know that this, this, even this multicultural Sunday has done a world of good, just even in my heart. Because, you know, when you intentionally reach out to people, it's amazing how God opens the doors. Let, Let me just give you an example. We were in the store and uh, we saw this Arabic lady, and uh, she had a hijab. That's what it's called, a a hijab, where you a head head covering. And uh, Angela was gonna, we were gonna dress Middle Eastern today, and Angela was kind of hesitant. I said, Angela, why don't you ask the lady how to how to tie, how to wear the hijab, you know? And so. And I want you to know, when she reached out to the lady, it's amazing. When she was intentional about talking to her, all of a sudden, this lady began to open up and conversate. She not only conversated, she got on the phone because I told her, well, I was looking for a headpiece. I wanted an authentic one. She got on the phone and called her husband and said, listen, uh, I, I met this man. And, and can you tell him how he can find It's called a uh a kafaya, and how you can find one. And I want you to know, we begin to build relationship. And this lady was so excited. To be able to help Angela and reach out to, her. and I've learned that. Listen, isn't it amazing? Sometimes we have walls built up. We see people they dress a certain way, but when we're willing to go the other, take the go the extra mile. When we, I, I like what Paul said, when we're willing to enter their world, all of a sudden, when we showed an interest in her, she opened up and she began to talk to us, and I mean it was amazing. And I just believe that sometimes we have allowed the wall, the world, to put. Barriers and and division between us. but God is looking for us to break down the wall. Anybody, you going to break down the wall. I believe it was a little risky even wearing this today, but uh, I, I believe this is what God wanted me to wear. Amen. My my headpiece coming off, y'all. <laughs> I got the there. There we go. Come on. I, I want to thank the, the guy who gave me this. Let me just tell you, his name is Mohammed uh, Zad. and I, I want to let's thank God for Brother Mohammed. He he would have been in the service. He was out of town. He said he would have been here, but uh, he gave me this is an authentic uh, uh, Kafiah from uh, from the Middle East. He he grew up in Palestine, and this is original. So come on, let's just thank God for him. Amen. And uh, and. Uh, that he, that's, that's his, the garment that Angela has is his sister's uh, Middle Eastern dress. And uh, she brought her dress so she could wear. Isn't that amazing? Come on, let's just thank God. You know, and I, I really believe that sometimes if we're going to be, be the cure, sometimes we got to be willing to enter that world just like Jesus did. Jesus went into, into Samaria, and he began to uh, reach out to someone where there was, he knew that was prejudice against him, but he deliberately broke down the barriers. And uh, I, I believe this is a, what Paul means when he says, Even though I'm free from the demands and expectations of everyone, I voluntarily become the servant to any and all in order to re- reach a wide range of people, the religious and the non religious. The meticulous and the moralist, the loose and the loose living moralist. He said the defeated and the demoralized, whoever I can take on their way of life. Listen, He said, I kept my bearings in Christ, but I entered that world and I tried to experience things from their point of view. I've become just about every sort of servant there is in an attempt to lead those I meet into a God saved life. That's the message. Bible, the King James said, "I became all things to all men, so that by all means I might reach some." Let me give you an example. You know, when I was looking for uh, this, the 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 robe, the, they gave me a robe, but this call in the in the Arabic, this is called a throbe, and uh, and so someone I I know someone in our community from the Middle East, and I called them. I said, "Is there a Middle Eastern store in the area?" He said, "Yeah, there's one right on Williams Boulevard," and so. Uh, But I I couldn't find it, so we turned off to one shop, and uh, this lady said, well, listen, there's a Middle Eastern guy that owns a liquor store right next door. Why don't you go ask him? And uh, so I go in there, and I say, sir, listen, uh, I'm looking for a Middle Eastern store. He said, what do you want? (laughs) I said, well, listen, we're going to have this multicultural Sunday, and I like to dress up like somebody like the Middle East. And all of a sudden, he smiled. He said, Look, the store right across the street. (laughs) You know, there's automatic guards, you know, because after 9 11, anybody that wore anything like this was all of a sudden a terrorist, was all of a sudden a threat. Now, hear me. I believe that Jesus is the answer. But I believe that sometimes we got to be willing to enter their world. I believe that sometimes we got to be willing to be a friend to people you can't reach people you don't like can I have an amen and I believe that if we're going to reach our world for Jesus we got to be intentional about crossing barriers and so how many times we've seen people just because of the way they dress because of the way they or they speak a different language we chose not to speak to them or we chose not to avoid them or even we even whispered and and, and may have not even wanted to be bothered with them but I believe that when we're willing to as Paul say, enter their world. We're willing to embrace them. You know, when the last time you ate with somebody from a different culture? And, I, and, I, and so this is not just a one-time event. The first thing the Lord spoke to me about, Neil, I love all the nations of the world. I've, you know, we don't even have to travel to the nations anymore. God has brought the nations to our doors. And you know what? When I heard that, the Lord just challenged me. And I, I'm, I, I believe in having an open-door policy. We like to invite different people. But the Lord just told me, listen, I want you to invite this Arabic family to come and eat with you. And, you know, because uh, they loaned us their clothes, we're going to tr- serve them a feast. We're going to find out what some foods they like, and we're going to prepare a feast for them. Because I believe you win people when you show them you love them. Can I have an amen? Come on, let's think. And I believe that, listen, if we're going to reach a world... If we're gonna reach a world that's culturally diverse, baby, you might have to learn how to make some shish kebabs, and uh, I don't know all the Arabic food, but but I believe that here we see Jesus. He went to this woman who was an outcast. How many people in our culture feel outcast? How many people in our society feel that there's a prejudice against them? Jews have no dealings with with Samaritans. And yet Jesus said, woman, would you give me a drink of water? And I believe that's intentional because I'm, you know, sometimes eating with people do more to break barriers than anything else. And that's why Jesus said when you go into a city, Eat was set before you. You know, one of the things that I've learned is that a lot of times if you want to reach people, especially when I've traveled to different countries, if you want to reach people, it's one way to to really break down the barrier is to be willing to go sit down and break bread with them. Because nothing removes barriers than like when you eat with somebody. And I believe that if we're going to be the cure in a racially divided world, Come on, it, it, God can't just pull down the barriers. I believe He's pulled down the barriers, but sometimes the greatest barriers is the barriers in our hearts. And we got to say, God, come on, whatever barriers, whatever prejudices, whatever hostilities we have, come on, Lord, God, I'm asking you right now, move every hostility so that, God, that we can uh, show the love of Jesus to a world that needs to see it. Sometimes they can't see the love of Jesus because sometimes we're not willing to enter their world. We're not willing to cross barriers. And I believe that if we're going to reach a world for Jesus uh, on this Multicultural Sunday, then we've got to be willing to be intentional about crossing barriers. Can I have an amen? So I want to challenge you. Here, here's a homework assignment. Today, we don't have to look for. Uh, All of us are are surrounded by people from different races, cultures, languages, uh, tongues. Uh, I want to challenge you that you go the extra mile and invite somebody to eat with you from a different culture than your own. Eat some other than fried chicken. In other words, it requires that we give up our personal preferences. Listen, Jesus gave up his personal preference. He said, I didn't come to be served, but to serve. And he was willing to give up his personal preference. And I believe that if we're going to be intentional about building bridges and, and reaching people who are different from us, we've got to be willing to give up our personal preferences. We were talking uh, recently how when we went to Africa, some of the different dishes we ate, And, uh, you know, sometimes it wasn't things that we would normally eat here. But, how you know, if not eating it would be offensive to them, I'm willing to eat it so that I make sure I don't offend them. Can I have an amen? The same thing when I went to India. You know, I'm not big on Indian food, but I want you to know that I ate whatever was set before me. Somebody say amen. And when we went to China, we did the same thing as well. Because, you know what, nothing allows you to build bridges with people than when you're willing to sit down and break bread with them. And I believe that that's what God is calling us to do. Can I have an amen? How many of you as a church willing to, 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 to embrace people of a different culture? Can I have an amen? Listen to me. Some of you wasn't even willing to wear different clothing. Uh-oh. I'm not, I'm not talking, I mean, some of you didn't, you didn't have time. And you would have, but, I, you know, some of you wasn't even willing to go the extra mile and say, Listen, I'm willing to even uh, embrace a different culture by weighing a different wardrobe. Sometimes we're not even willing to give up the slightest little inconveniences to reach people. I believe that if we're going to uh, model Jesus, I believe we're going to have to be willing to uh, go the extra mile. Can I have an amen? And lastly... As I close, if we are going to be the cure in a racially divided world, we must model God's message of reconciliation to the world. I said it this way, the world would much rather see a sermon than hear one any day. Paul said, it's the love of Christ that compels me. The Bible says in John, in John chapter 13, a new commandment I give you that you love one another as I have loved you. So you must love one another. By this will all men know you're my disciples, by the bumper sticker you wear. By this shall all men know you're my disciples. Because you wear a t-shirt, I love Jesus. By this shall all men know you, my disciples. Because you go to a certain church. No, Jesus was emphatic. He said the, the thing that would distinguish and set us apart from all peoples of the world. Let me just tell you, it is natural, it is natural to dislike people different from you. It is natural, it's part, of the, it's part of our flesh, that one of the works of the flesh is division. Read it in Galatians 5. Uh, it says one of the works of the flesh is division or dissension. So it's natural for us to build walls. It's supernatural for us to tear down walls and to love people who are different from us. And God wants us to begin to live supernatural. He said, by this shall all men know, you're my disciples, if you have love one for another. I've learned love is a universal language. I might not be able to speak your language, but I've learned if I could love somebody, I can communicate. Can I have an amen? And I know you can go anywhere in the world if you're willing to to love people in spite of their, 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 their attires, in spite of their hang up, in spite of their culture. If we're willing to build a bridge of love, I want you to know that we can reach people no matter what's their background, whatever their culture. Paul said, for God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, no longer counting people's sins against them, And so we are Christ's ambassadors. God is making his appeal through us. We speak for Christ and we plead, come back to God. I want you to know, listen, God is wanting to use us to call all peoples back to him. For God made Christ who never sinned to be an offering for our sin so that we could be made right with God through Christ Jesus. I want you to know that, listen, in our growing and increasingly diverse world we have been given the great opportunity to model God's love to model the message of reconciliation we can model it by demonstrating his love we model it by choosing to love the way Jesus said love when, when we're willing to love people regardless of what's their race, their culture, their background, I want you to know that, listen, we can preach the gospel without even using words. Because, I mean, love has a way of tearing down barriers. When you choose to, you choose to bless people, when you choose to find a way to serve people, when you choose to find a way to lift people up in spite of their race and their culture and their background, how I many know God's love is seen in our lives? And so this morning, I want to challenge us to be a multicultural church, not just one time in the year. I want to challenge us that every Sunday of the year, that when God brings people from different backgrounds and different races, sometimes, listen, sometimes it's just different people who are different from you, that we will be, first of all, we will be a welcoming people, that we will say, you know what, that because God's love is in me. I choose to love you in spite of who you are. That we first of all, and that we will be intentional. That means that we will make time to build bridges with people who are different from us. We got, we got a growing Hispanic community. We got a growing Asian community. We, we, we got a, a growing of people who are coming in. I want you to know, are we gonna make are we gonna be intentional about making them feel welcome? Are we gonna be intentional about building a bridge? and in drawing them in. That's what I want to challenge you and I as a church. That we will go the extra mile. And that every Sunday, whether we got flags or up here or not, that it will be seen in our hearts that we are a people who love people regardless of their, cur- their race, their culture background. Because we serve a God who loves people regardless of their race, color, or background. Can I have an amen? Let's close in the word of Father, we thank you on this all nation, multicultural Sunday. Lord, we thank you that, God, that when we come together, Lord, with different races, Lord, we get a picture of what heaven is like. And Lord, one of the greatest hindrances in the church is that we have allowed our own prejudices, our own division, to misrepresent you. So God, I'm asking you to start today. Start here, Lord. Pull down the barriers in our hearts. Jesus, you say you died to break down the walls of separation. So Lord, I'm asking you today. Start in our hearts, Lord. Pull down every wall. Pull down every barrier. God, I pray that secondly, Lord, that we will be intentional. Intentional. We'll be intentional, Lord God, about reaching out to people of different cultures who are different from us. Lord, I'm asking you, in the world where there's growing numbers of hate groups, God, may we be a people knowing that we're a love group. Come on, we're a love group, God. And that, Lord, where others are sowing hate, God, we're purposing to sow love. And so, God, we have more than ample opportunity. And so, I pray today, God, start in our heart. If you're here today and you're saying, Pastor, listen, I wanna, I wanna be a multicultural Christian. You know, I'm first of all a Christian. Secondly, I'm African American. Isn't it sometimes we've allowed our race to supersede our faith in God? And sometimes we have, we we have allowed uh racial barriers, because we put our race sometime before our before our Christ. But how many of you today say, Lord, to Pastor today, beginning, I want to be a multicultural Christian. I want to be known first of all as a Christ follower. Can I have an amen? How many of you, that's your desire today? Come on, if that's your desire, then I want you to do so. I want you to stand in your feet with me, right? Now. That's your desire. Say, God, I wanna, I wanna first of all be, Lord God. I know that we live in a world of race and hatred and cultural division. But God, we want our first alliances to be that we first and foremost, we a child of God. And God, because our first priority is to represent you, Lord, that regardless of what the culture is, that our first allegiance is to you. That means when you get around your table at home and they're making cultural jokes about other nationalities, you're going to say, well, no, that don't reflect Christ, so I'm not going to participate. And get quiet. If we're going to be multicultural Christians, that means we're going to say, Lord, I'm willing to befriend an Asian, an Arab, an African, a Chinaman, whatever, whatever the race is. Can I have an amen? How many are willing to invite them over to have dinner with you? Well, listen, I, I, I got 10 of you right there. Listen, that means if we're going to be a multicultural church and a multicultural Christian, then it has to start with us. Let's pray that God will use us in our growing racial and cultural divide. We're going to be God's cure for our society. Amen. Let's close in a word of prayer. Come on, just say this with me. Say, Lord Jesus, you so love the world. That you gave your only begotten son. That's right. Our father gave Jesus. And I say, Lord Jesus, because you was intentional about loving people who are different from you, I'm asking you today, help me to be a multicultural, multi-ethnic, Christian that I will love people across every cultural line and every racial line thank you Lord that you have pulled down the walls of division and so Lord I thank you that if I'm going to reflect you that I'm not going to hold on to any prejudice so today Lord Take away any racial prejudice, any cultural prejudice that's in my heart and give me a love for people like you love in Jesus' name. And lastly, I want you to just pray. You know, we have given people much rather see a sermon than hear one. We can model God's love. We can demonstrate His love to people who are different from us. We can do it by making a decision. You know, the the gospel of reconciliation is that God not only reconciles to Himself, but He reconciles us to others. And we can be intentional about building relationships with people and sharing the love of Jesus with them. I'm praying that God will give you boldness, To share the love of Jesus with people who are different from you. Let me just pray. Father, in this day where so many need to see your power, I pray that you would grant unto us boldness. Just like Paul said, I am a debtor to all men. Therefore, I'm ready to preach the gospel. God, give us a readiness to share the good news. That, God, that we will not be ashamed of the gospel. For it is the power of God unto salvation to all who believe. That, Lord, that Jesus, you're different from everyone else because only you who died and rose again. And that there's salvation in no other name but the name of Jesus. And so, Lord, I pray that we'll lift up the name which is above every name, the name of Jesus. But you said, if you be lifted up, you will draw all men unto you. Do me a favor. Grab the hand of a person next to you. Let's just pray. I want us to pray.